everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Ryan. Tonight's episode is going to be a longer episode, but it's definitely one of those episodes that just escalated to a lot more than what I was expecting it to be. So, we'll be joined by our guest, Kelly. And Kelly was coming on the show to talk about her paranormal experiences and her UFO sighting from the past, but that quickly led into some more discussions involving religion and cults that I wasn't expecting. So, definitely went down that rabbit hole. But before we dive into that, if you've had an encounter or a story to share, please send me an email to tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of me on Facebook. Just look up for Tinfoil Tales. And we'll try and get something scheduled for a future episode. We're going to go ahead and dive on into this story with Kelly. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome Kelly to the show. Kelly, thanks for coming on. And tell us a little bit about You're yourself. Welcome. Uh, I've just been somebody who has had weird things happen to them all of their lives. And finally, around 2010, I said, I can't ignore this any longer. And decided that I was going to become a paranormal investigator. Um, and since then, just things got even weirder. A <laughs> um, couple of things that had happened to me over the years that got brought to mind when you contacted me was a um, couple of stories. One happened back in 1988, 1989, somewhere around in there. I was driving north on 217 in Beaverton, Oregon and driving up the road it was night and I noticed this light coming down out of the sky and I'm like well that's really weird and I grew up around a father who taught me all about the skies and he was he worked with satellites and things like that and so we were we were always looking at the sky and it just kept coming down and just kept coming down and I'm like okay what the heck is this and pretty soon you saw we I could see a, a form and it was a ball and there you could see motion and you could see lights and you could see colors and just all kinds of things and as it got closer I realized that there were several several mechanisms within this vehicle that were turning it had an outside ring that turned it had an inside ring that turned the other way it had two uh, conical devices that were uh, joined at the point and they were both turning different directions the lights were changing colors on the the directional points they weren't like that one's red that one's blue that one's yellow they changed colors all the way around this vehicle and it came down even further down from the sky and it was by the time it started following the freeway it was 10 feet above my car so I got a pretty good look at it. Couldn't see anything inside of it. Um, looked like it was unmanned. Um, and I was in shock. And all throughout my life, I've always constantly questioned myself when I see this stuff. Because, you know, you're like, am I flipping crazy? <laughs> and I looked in my rearview mirror as the vehicle went over to my car and I'm like did I really see that and as I look in the rearview mirror all the cars behind me are swerving like yep you really saw that 
and off my apartment to my apartment I drove and got into the apartment closed all the windows shut all the drapes sat in the middle of the room waiting for them not to come and get me <laughs> so that was my first story <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing I don't think I've ever ex- it, until that moment I had not experienced anything that exhilarating and that scary I seriously thought they were going to it was going to be a space invaders type thing um the next story that kind of changed my life and it it secured um, my decision to be a paranormal investigator. We had been investigating, well, investigating and half helping with a paracon that was going on. My team was working with the, the gentleman that had directed the paracon and, and they were in charge of the washout house and all three floors, I think it's three or four floors for that building. And we were walking around and, and kind of, you know, mingling with the, the guests and asking, answering questions as we could and that sort of thing. And um, end of the evening came and we were, we were shuffling all the guests off of the, the uh, floors. And the person I was with and I started walking down the stairs from the third floor to the second floor. And as we're walking down the stairs, we hear a ping, ping. And the people that were down at the stairs, the other parts of the the, uh, team, they're like, something just shot out from the stairs. We're like, what? And so we're looking and there's coin, coins all over the floor. Like, okay, let's see if we can get this to happen again. So my first thought was go underneath the stairs, see what's underneath the stairs, see if there's any kind of mechanism throwing these coins out. And um, the stairs were completely empty. The, the, the void underneath the stairs was completely empty. And in fact, they had even cleared the wall to that void down to lath. So the, it, if there was something back there, there was no way of hiding it. Um, so we walked down the stairs again. Well, a bunch of us stat, uh, stood down at the bottom of the stairs and sent another team member up to walk down again. And we're all watching and watching and watching. And as they're coming down the stairs, pennies materialize out of thin air and get thrown across the room. And I, I couldn't believe it. We're all standing there dumbfounded and I turned and looked at everybody and no one had a camera out. <laughs> no one had a camera going. That's how it usually happens. I know every time it's like every time you get some really, really great evidence that nobody's going to believe there's no cameras. <laughs> <laughs> now, what year did you say this was? That one was 2018, I believe. Oh, so just a few years ago. Yeah, just a few years ago. Yeah. So anytime anybody goes into the washout, I said, you got to look out for the pennies. Yeah. I haven't heard any more reports of it, but I did hear before that there was like quarters and all kinds of things. And they're all, it's all a coin that's from the current age. It wasn't even coin that's from a previous age. That's interesting. So yeah, it was, it changed my life. That was the first time I'd seen something like that actually happen. And it just was it's like, yeah, I think I'm on the right track. Figure out what it is that I'm experiencing and, and why it's, why I kind of have a magnet for it. Yeah. 
I do have some questions about like the UFO encounter. Mm-hmm. About how big would you guesstimate it would have like it was? I would have to say that it was at least 20 feet in diameter. Okay. 20, 25 feet in diam- diameter. It wasn't much bigger than the cars. It probably would fit in my living room. Your description about the mechanisms having like rotating stuff kind of the mm-hmm. image I got in my head was like a gyrosphere type of a that's pretty much what I was that's that's what I think about with it. And the fact that they were all moving in different directions, that's it had to have been the propulsion system. Yeah. I know there's sci-fi movies and stuff that have that in there, but I think a lot of maybe just me being a conspiracist or whatever, but I think a lot of mm-hmm. uh, the stuff that they show us in movies and stuff is somewhat based off of a little bit of truth. I I think so too. I had a friend that said everything you see in a mo- in a in a movie has already either a been seen by somebody or somebody else has experienced it. Yeah. I believe and that. and whether they add on to it or subtract from it or change it a little bit still the basis of what that person experienced is in that movie and that doesn't matter whatever movie it is it could have been a dream that they experienced or what but yeah i my dad was um he worked for um collins radio company out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, back in the heyday, back in the 60s. And so he would scramble, when he was in the Air Force, he would scramble jets after air, after UFOs. So UFOs were always something that we believed in when we were growing up. And I just never had seen one until 88, 89, whenever it was that I was doing that drive. I've seen some stuff before, but again, it's like, is it really a UFO? You don't really, you can't tell. It's unidentified to me, but it doesn't mean it's not right exactly it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it's not something that's that's from this world um when they launched the um what's that new satellite system that they have starlink when they launched starlink in february of 2020 i think is what it won when it was um i was watching up there and watching the satellites deploy and and how they were spacing them out and all that kind of stuff. And I saw a a flash of blue, like a propulsion system turning on and turning off again. And I'm like, oh, it's a UFO. Oh, oh, I got a UFO. I'm watching a UFO. No, you weren't. When you look at how those satellites were built, they do have a propulsion system that would do that. Because they have a system that will change their 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 orbit and their trajectory. So you have to look at it. You always have to look at everything you see. Is there a possible reason for what it is that you're seeing? Yeah. Is there something else? And that's what I've trained my team to do. I said, before you start getting all excited, you better be sure that, that ha- that's been debunked. You've looked at everything, single angle, and you you know that it's for certain that it's something unknown. That's kind of how I am. I go with a skeptical mm-hmm. approach to everything because I went out on paranormal investigations once or twice with some local investigation groups and every little thing to them 
is paranormal, even if it's uh, easily explainable. And I that's why I don't go back because I just kind of chuckle as like this is as bad as it sounds like it's kind of pathetic. Like literally just because a meter jump does not mean right. It's a ghost it, talking to you. It could like, be a natural occurrence. Yeah. Like just because it did it once or twice does not mean this place is haunted. You could just be the wiring. Mm-hmm. And the touch you felt on your back could be your clothing shifting. There's people that just aren't aware of their bodies and what touches their body. And I believe me, I call the people who go out there just to scare themselves, you know, scare freaks. They, all they want to do is scare themselves. They don't want to investigate the paranormal. They just want to scare themselves. And, you know, the biggest, the, the bigger scare they can get, the more happy they are. Yeah that's why I, I kind of felt about it too is like it's just some of these people are just over the top about it too it's mm-hmm. like yeah and they don't do any research um you know when i go out to a when i go out to a location i do a little bit of research and then after we've experienced things i go in and i do more research to see what it is that we encountered to see if there's a, a record of it somewhere um or if there's any other explanation that we could have there was another built there was a building i did in 28 no 2019 um in petaluma california that had in there no one wanted to go in the basement okay great so our my team went in and we found in the middle of the building was a area about six feet wide six feet long and three feet deep that had high emf readings all the way around it but it didn't go down to the floor it floated and we're like okay this doesn't make any sense (laughs) you know why why is a section of of air causing the emfs to go off with no clear there's no wires no no tools no machinery no nothing it was this space in the middle of the room causing high emf and it was there when i first did the invest when i went down for the test investigation and then i was there when i took the team down there to do the real investigation and we went down and set up cameras another night and just let the cameras run all night long and the morning that i went down to get the cameras that emf was not there it was gone Hmm. so i don't to this day i still don't know what that is have no idea i've only had a couple experiences to where i can't explain anything like one of my stories or whatever which that might come out at some point but to me it's like i can't rationally explain it that's mm-hmm. when I start to wonder what it really is because I look for every possible scientific reasoning to justify, well, this can't be this, this can't be this. And then when I can't do that, then it's just like, well, it has to be something else because I can't explain it. Something else outside of my experience, outside of my information, you know, it's outside of my intelligence. Yeah. It's, I always question myself and it, it just, it's, it's staggering when you run across something that does mind boggle you. Yeah. But it's the reason why we do this. One of these days we'll have an understanding of it. So I've always been fascinated by, and it's like I said, I've always wanted to pursue this type 
mm-hmm. stuff, but it's for me, it's one of those things where I have to be with people that can actually be taken seriously about things because mm-hmm. if you go out there and you're just jacking around and everything's a ghost and everything's this oh yeah, like it's to me, it's just a big waste of time because you're not really looking for anything. You're out there, like you said, just trying to scare yourself. Mm-hmm. So right, yeah, I've been trying. I moved to Tennessee a year ago. And I've been trying to reestablish in this area. And that means going through the whole gambit of who's good and who's not. And one of the first people that I hooked up with, all they did was go out with a squawk box. And that's what I call it, spirit box 11. Because to me, I mean, I understand the science that's behind it. I understand, you know, the, well, not the really science. I understand the, the technology behind it. But I still don't know if it's actually a way that the spirits have a way uh, have to communicate with us. So I call them squawk boxes because they're loud and annoying. And he just goes out with a squawk box and just stands there with an EMF and a squawk box. And none of the questions, none of the questions he asked the squawk box ever put out a funny answer that match the question um he gets all excited when he hears a name or a word or something and it's like dude it's just words coming out and that's all he does he just stands there with a squawk box in his emf and my partner and i looked at each other like yeah we can't be hanging out with this guy <laughs> And he doesn't even he, he doesn't even he got us in by saying that we we're going to go down to the stones creek battleground and we're all excited because we get to go into a battleground and I've never been in a civil war battleground and I was so looking forward to it. And he says, yeah, we, we can't go in, but we can, we can stand in the hospital parking lot. I'm like, excuse me, what? We're not going in. Oh no, we can only go as far as the fence after that it's trespassing. I'm like, we drove an hour and a half to stand outside of a battlefield okay (laughs) that was the last time we got together with him yeah that's a big waste of time yeah and that's and a lot of people just don't take this seriously i'm sitting here studying parapsychology to understand more i've got books on demonology i've got books on on um mystical things and paganism and all kinds of things and religions and signs and symbols and all kinds of research material just to try and understand what it is that I, I encounter to see if it matches up to what the experience is with the, the so-called haunted location. It's, you can't just t- simply take one thing and say it's haunted. You have to look at it from all different sides and make sure that it's not something natural going on. Or if it's, I've had a client a little while ago where they insisted that their place was haunted and I go in and there's nothing and they're sending me all these texts about, oh, well, the spirit box picked up this word and this word and this word and this word. Oh my God, I'm so scared. And I go in, there's nothing. There's no EMF. There's no visuals. There's no uh, disembodied voices. There's nothing. It's dead. And they're still, oh, it's haunted. And of course, you know, going in and telling her, I think you might have a case of uh, recurrent spontaneous uh, psychokinesis, because I really seriously thought that she was generating it herself. And tried to give her information on, okay, let's just not feed the energy. Let's just, uh, 
um, ignore it for a couple of weeks and see how it happens because it might be like a battery. It just dies down and, and you'll, you know, you're not experience it anymore, trying to give her something to distract herself with. And I don't know if she did or not, but I'm going to tell you that I'm probably not going to be the best paranormal investigator because I didn't verify her claims. Yeah. I didn't back her story up. And that's one thing we have to look out for when we're serious is we're serious, but they don't want to take the answer that we give them because it doesn't, it doesn't play into their, their storyline. A decent amount of people. And some of the stories to me as being skeptical is just kind of like, well, these are so fantastical. Like they can't mm-hmm. seriously be true, but at the same time, it's like, well, how does someone think up of stories like this? Yeah. And I then- couldn't. Like some have sent me photos and they're swearing there's things in these photos and I've looked and I can't see anything in these photos that I've been contacted by, but they're swearing there's stuff in these photos. I was like, I just see blurry reflections. I don't see what it is you guys are seeing and I'm not discrediting them for whatever, but it's like, as me as a skeptical type of a person, it's like, I'll listen to your story. I'll share your stories and everything else. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, it takes a lot to convince me that these stories are, I know they're true to the people that are telling them, but it doesn't mean there's not a scientific explanation to a lot of the stories they're saying either. Right. And I, and I look at it from my skeptical side and, and being the person who's experiencing this and, you know, I'm afraid to tell people for a long time, I was afraid to tell people what was happening to me because it would happen to me when I was alone. So there was nobody to verify what I said there. It just, it was unbelievable the things that would happen. And I just, and I get, I, I'm just now starting to share stories and I'm to the point where I really, I'm at the age where I really don't care what people think of me. And I, you know, I'll continue to search out the paranormal and the, you know, whatever else is out there trying to understand what this is. Cause I, I firmly believe that we have other worlds and other dimensions and that sort of things, because us humans, we may think that we know everything. We know nothing. You know, I heard a, I heard a, a saying the other day where if the aliens were to come to the, come to the, the earth, we would have no defense and it's true we would have no defense you've got a race of beings who are, have traveled millions of miles in space we can't do that they're going to have weapons that we have no defense against and i just firmly believe that there's all kinds of things out there that we don't know about i think there's a lot of stuff that we do might like the governments might know too that they just haven't openly shared mm-hmm. like i can't get this out of my head but like the whole nasa thing where they've just shot that satellite into an asteroid yeah why see, did they just to see what happened just to see what would happen what uh, the back uh, okay. of my mind i keep thinking as like is there an asteroid heading towards us that they haven't told us about and they're just right <laughs> making and sure they're, and they're really quick to say it's millions of miles away right yeah Okay. I haven't heard anything about it up until just the past couple of days. And all of a sudden it's like 
all over social media that NASA's shooting a satellite towards an asteroid just to see if they could and oh it was successful was that yeah was it heading towards us that they didn't want to tell us about or what <laughs> how how long ago did they launch this satellite to go crash it into the satellite into the, yeah. the 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 asteroid they said it cost 330 million to build the satellite and then they just launched it to see if it would hit an asteroid to me okay. it just, it just seems like a giant waste of money if it's not for right. a purpose like that they have planned out the government never does anything without a purpose that's that's the way it is and it, they've got something going on and there's got things that they're not telling us and if everybody would just open up and start telling us stuff it, i suppose that there's a lot of powerful people that would lose a lot of power and that's why this stuff is kept undercover it's kept it's not talked about i mean i know, I know what my experience is with my father but you know I know just recently, and I'll have to look it up real quick, but it's the director of the Central Intelligence for Aviation. Mm -hmm. and I don't know how true it is, but someone had sent me a photo of it. The new logo has what looks to be a, a UFO on it. I was like, that can't be real. But when I Googled it, it actually shows up as that. So I don't know. I don't, what the heck's going on is, did they put that up there because they're starting to investigate claims? Did they just open up to where they, they do have a division again, where they're investigating UFOs? Yeah, they have. And they had this whole disclosure last year where they've come out and admitted that these, they don't know what some of these things are. They explain some away, but they claim that those videos that the pilots from the Navy, those are actual real UFOs. They say they don't. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they're from. They're not going to say they're from outer space or anything like that, but they just don't know what they are. Yeah. I mean, my dad would tell me stories all the time growing up. I got, he would tell stories about UFOs and scrambling jets after them. And I believe them. I mean, I saw one, so, you know, it wasn't the three lights in the sky, but it was, it was definitely flying and it was definitely not something I'd ever encountered before. And I, I agree with you. There's something else going on with the, the, with the governments. And I, I don't like the fact that they think we're all so stupid that they need to keep this under wraps. Why can't they just tell us about it? Yeah. I've never understood that either of why everything's got to be kept a big secret. I don't know if they think it's people would have like some sort of overreactions to it, but at the same mm -hmm. time, it's like, how are you going to know how people react when you literally keep everything hidden from them in the first place? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Immediate, immediate reaction for, for the human is to become afraid because it's life. It's, it's a fighter, a fight or flight. And they're going to immediately be afraid. And then they're going to make the decision whether they're going to fight or flight. And until you start telling people what's going, what is going on, like you said, you don't know how they're going to react. And I maybe that's why they just don't know. Also has the religious ramifications for it because. <laughs> if now you're going to get me into a whole different discussion. <laughs> yeah. Religion's a very big discussion with me when it comes. I was to raised things. in a cult. So I was raised in a religious cult. So when it comes to religion, I'm like, eh. <laughs> well, that's definitely. You know uh, there is. I'd definitely like to hear more about that maybe on a different episode but yeah 
the cult thing is definitely something that I've been looking into recently as well because and this is just my opinion but I think a lot of religions in general are cultish yes so they all have the same principles as most cults do Mm -hmm. but I think if they were to come out and say that oh yes there's intelligent life not just of earth Mm -hmm. then it kind of starts to disprove some of the religion correct and yes I think it, that's it takes away the whole of. system of where earth is the only thing out there that has any kind of life on it it yeah. takes out that that whole point of their um their studies it takes out um yeah it makes it makes other creatures larger than us and more intelligent than us and we're not the only species that god created if you believe in one god and um yeah it's there's a whole that's that's another reason why they probably don't talk about it that much yeah like i said i i'm not a religious person i grew up religious like in a religious house and Mm -hmm. my family they're all still that way and that's great for them but for me i'm just i grew up as a jehovah's witness i was actually kind of wondering if that was uh (laughs) yeah my yeah. my father was a grand poobah. <laughs> yeah. So I, the, the whole structure with them from just what I've been looking into recently. And I don't want to try and offend anyone for their religion or anything like that. Right. But I, yeah. I, I really doubt a Jehovah Witness would be listening to this podcast. That's, that's <laughs> correct. <laughs> we're, we're a worldly person and they aren't allowed to look at anything worldly. Only what's right. supposed to be going out to them. Right keeps their minds and they closed. don't believe in they don't believe in this kind of stuff they think it's from the devil everything which is why as i was growing up when things were when i was experiencing things um it was always from the devil yeah that's anything that they can't explain or don't want you to know it's typically of the devil mm-hmm. and again even this newer scientology type thing to me I've looked a lot into that too. It's almost the same concepts. Like mm-hmm. they're all have their own cult type mm-hmm. hierarchies and they brainwash people. And again, it can even go back to almost every religion to an extent. Like to me, I've always said religion is just a form of control. Right. Yeah. It's, it's religion is man's way of controlling other men. They do it by fear because if you mm-hmm. do this, then you have the wrath of God or whatever your so-called deity is. Right. And they use the fear of that to manipulate people into controlling how they want Correct. them to. Right. So. And that's um, the only real, well, it's not even a religion. It's just that I, I've always had a very strong earth-based, earth-based belief where we're all connected through the earth the earth is actually a living creature the universe is a living thing everything's living and we're all connected and so when i finally cut ties with the the cult i gravitated towards paganism so because there is no control from somebody else no one can tell you how to walk your path no one can tell you what is right or wrong because you make a decision for yourself what is right and what is wrong and that's a very strong um, thread in my soul 
is right and wrong and making sure that I do the right thing. So, How long were you as a Jehovah's Witness? Like when, how long ago was I, it when you decided to leave? I cut ties um, in 2019, 2018. I firmly cut the ties then. Um, I had been, I was, I hadn't gone to a meeting since my 20s, I think. And um, I just, I was the go-between with my parents and my brother who was outside of, he was disfellowshipped. And so I was the go-between and I finally, I just, I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. I can't live to where I have to be good for my parents. I, I can't live where I don't have anything in their house, anything in my house that might offend them. So finally in 2017, 2018, I said, that's it. I'm done. I, I'm not going to talk to you. And I broke it off with my parents and I haven't talked to them since. Yeah. Cause you're not even, they can't have any sort of contact with you that way. Cause they'd be sinning, wouldn't they? That's how, well, I don't know how he got around that. I really don't because that's what I thought too. I thought since I was, I wasn't disfellowshipped, I just left. And I thought, you know, they're not supposed to talk to me, but they'd invite us down and we'd be having family time and yard work days and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, I don't know. And that's the other thing that I find about religion is it's so two-faced. Stop it. You're quiet. Be quiet. Hey, sorry about that. Um, it's so two-faced and so hyper, uh, um, hypocritical. No, not hypocritical. Um, hypocritical. Hypocritical. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not awake yet. I'm only on the first cup of coffee. Um, it's so hypocritical and no one really, um, it's another case of where you got the sheeples. You got everybody who follows these. Well, it's going to have to be another discussion for the whole religion thing. I, I just, I hate how people look at other men for leadership. And it's like, no, they don't know any better than you do what's good for you. And they just follow them blindly and they do whatever they say. It just blows me away. The whole religion for Jehovah's Witnesses, just from the perspective that I have, just from looking into it recently, to me, almost mm -hmm. comes off as women are, are not important. They're not. Correct. The concept of only so many can go to heaven and the rest of them have to live on the earth. It's mm -hmm. to me like, uh, Why? They, yeah. And I feel like the way it's set up is if basically you can't question what a man does. Correct. So he can do whatever he wants, even if that's abuse or anything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And it's your fault yep. if you're a woman. Mm -hmm. Yep. So to me, the whole religion and the, I've, heard in like i've read and stuff like and you could probably attest to this that they go and try and like go to prisons and they try and recruit these people this and that well a lot of the people that they're recruiting are sex offenders yep trying to change them well you're yep. not changing you're giving them free reign to come and continue that abuse because correct they can do what they want and no one can say anything about it because then if you bring it up well you're the bad person right so 
yeah i yeah we could have an entire discussion on religion it's um yeah i and i've i've never seen my father cry until i looked at him when we were he's like please come back please come back and i'm like dad when do you think i'll be able to get up on the on the stage and actually give a speech like you do when do you think that'll be and he you could see his face change and it's like i crossed that line that i shouldn't have crossed and he started crying and he's like i said until that comes about i can't do this you give women no power you give women no sense of of self it, they're all out there to serve the, the man that they're with and that's the way i was raised i was raised to marry somebody in the religion of course being as weird as i am nobody really wanted to get married to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i just basically looked at him and i said you know until i have a chance to and until there's equal until there's equal opportunities for women in the congregation, I can't participate because I'm not I'm I'm not a generally submissive person. Um, he yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen him cry, and he, and he it just broke my heart. But I had to stand up for what I felt was right, and women in women in the organization are take take women's rights back 200 years and there's where you're at they'd rather have you in the kitchen pregnant and and barefoot than anything else unless 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 the woman's out there earning money then you bet we want you earning that money so and that's where when when i was growing up that's where i was led I was directed. It's directing to be a housewife, to be a mother, to be that sort of a support system for men. And I was not encouraged to go to college. I was not encouraged to get a job outside of the house, except I did because school offered it and I got out of school half a day. So that's where I went. I went down to the bank and worked as a proof operator. And that just led into a whole financial career and that sort of thing. So, but yeah. Were you able to talk to anyone that wasn't a part of the church or was that something that was frowned upon? It was frowned upon. And even though it's not as severe as other, um, other religions can be the ones like Mennonites and and Mennonites uh, the ones that are up here in the buggies I can't remember um, anyway and it's not as severe as some of the other religions where they just don't talk to you we would talk to worldly people and we would have worldly friends but you weren't allowed to go hang out with them you weren't allowed to socialize with them because um, the scriptures would talk about uh, bad associations, spoil useful habits is the scripture that they would always turn to when you had a worldly friend. <clears throat> and don't make me quote scriptures. I know them, but I don't know. Remember what the names and what the books and, and verses are. But um, you would, 
I, we didn't, we would go and we would participate. Well, we wouldn't participate. We would just go and, and listen at school assemblies and, and, and that sort of thing, because it was kind of an organizational thing. We were required to be submissive to the powers that were be the, the powers to be, for instance, school authorities, city authorities, state authorities, governmental authorities. Um, but when it came to hanging out with uh, worldly people, no, there's we didn't do that. We always went in groups as witnesses. Uh, I can remember there was like 15 kids in my mom and dad's van one day as we were going up to go to roller skate. And we would go as a group and we would leave as a group. Um, I... I can remember there was one time when a boy asked me out and, oh, under no circumstances was I allowed to go do that. So, okay, whatever. But yeah, we did have them, but it wasn't anything. You didn't bring anybody. If you did bring somebody over to the house that was a worldly person, you were encouraged to take them to meeting with you. You were encouraged to invite them to Bible study. You were in, it, it wasn't a social thing. It was like, here, let's, let's induct them into the religion let's get more followers let's get more money sources for the church did the financial aspects of the church go like did they expect everyone to contribute towards the church like with offerings or is it something that everyone was assigned to basically help fund the church um all the funding came from, well, I'm not really sure of where all the funding sources are. From what I could figure out, they passed the, they passed a, did they pass a plate or did they just have, they had just had the collection boxes. It was, yeah, they just had the collection boss, boxes in the, in whatever building you were in, whether it was the kingdom hall or the assembly hall or um, places that would be rented for the major assembly of the year, which was the summer assembly. Um, and then I don't know where any of the other funding came from. If there was a, a special project, they would put out a call to the congregation that they needed X amount of money and, <clears throat> excuse me, that money would show up. Um, by God's grace, um, yeah. It it what I even though my father was involved in the 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 overseeing of the congregation, there wasn't much that I had any kind of actual physical sight or knowledge of because he would do it behind closed doors. And now you said that he stuff was under lock and key. He was basically like the leader of the church. He um, was, he was an overseer or no, not an overseer. He was an elder. Okay. And he was the, I think he was, he was, he had, he had a part in the congregation, but I can't, he was a secretary. That's what it was. He was the secretary of the congregation and um, took care of their records. Were they involved with the church when you were born or was that something that happened mm -hmm. afterwards? No, no. Um, I, 
up until the time of nine years old, I was raised as a worldly person and my parents decided to get religion or my father decided to get religion. And I can remember going to a couple of churches when we were, uh, when we were young and I didn't understand what was going on. And I'd never gone, I don't remember going to the Kingdom Hall until after we moved from Iowa to Oregon. And there was a house waiting for us in Oregon, of course, that my parents apparently had rented. They had the business in, in Oregon and then the congregation was there. And that's when we started going to meetings. And I had no, I thought it was like a temporary thing where it was gonna, we were gonna stop doing it after a while. No, that didn't happen. It seems like once someone kind of gets their claws into them, it's hard to. It is very hard to get out. Yeah, it's very hard to get out. At one point, I would, after I had left the house, um, they would always find me again. It somebody would show up at my door, and I finally moved to the point of where, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them where I went just so that I wouldn't have to deal with the witnesses any longer. And it wasn't until after, um, after 2017 that I was able to live without witnesses in my life. Yeah. That would be something that I don't, I can't rationalize that of always having someone watching, being around or. Yeah. It's like, to me, it almost seems like you said into a call, like, they don't want you to leave. They want to control and dictate everything that you do to make sure you don't leave. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know if religions like they can be considered a religion when you can't leave that religion or the fellowship. To me, that's like one of the main signs as a cult, because a lot of these cults that you've read about and hear about, they always find that one charismatic leader and then they all follow mm-hmm. that guy and follow his word. And there's always, usually some sort of abuse or something that goes on along that lines and they just stick with it and they don't allow anyone to leave. It's. it's yeah, there was, yeah, it, it is overpowering the amount of eyes that are on you all the time. And you, it got to the, be the point. I thought that I could trust my friends. I thought that I could trust my friends with the secrets that I told them. Oh, hell no. Those went straight to their father's ears and their fathers took it to the elders. And I can remember being before the elders several times. And I'm looking at the men who eventually, well, there were men in this, this meeting. I think there was, there was a minimum of three of them in the meeting. And sometimes there were more, but eventually, and of course, me being a teenager, it was always about sex and relationships and that sort of things, because, you know, you like boys, you, you want, you want to have a boyfriend. And so that sort of thing was frowned upon. And I would be taken in front of the elders. It goes much deeper than this, but it's not something that I'm willing to talk about in great detail. But eventually the men that were sitting in this meeting with me, counseling me on how horrid my ideas for having a boyfriend were and being with a a somebody were eventually convicted of child molestation. 
I'm like, really, is this just your entertainment or yeah, it, the hypocrisy of the, of the, of the cult is one of the things that turned me away the quickest. I couldn't believe that I'm sitting here with somebody who gets convicted of child molestation when all I want to do is have a boyfriend and have somebody that likes me. I just, I could not, mm, that gets me going worse than anything else. I know there's been lots of allegations for, like you said, the child abuse and molestations and stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you ever witness anything like that where there was like younger, typically girls that are mm -hmm. usually like assigned to like an older man? No, that sort of thing never happened. That's a different religion. Those are different cults that have that going on. It was never an assignment thing. It was more of a magnetism thing. There were certain people that, that you were drawn to, um, there were times that I, well, I, I spent the night at couples houses that didn't have children. And I can remember two specific cases where I went to go spend the night with these people. I, I didn't know why I was there. And I, I don't remember any of the rest of the night. I it's, it never really came to my mind until later in life. It's like, what was that all about? And I'm still trying to figure out what that was all about. But as for an assignment to somebody, that's not, it was, that wasn't something that they did. Okay. See, I wasn't sure if like the men got to mm. have their interest in a woman and then they're like, well, they're not so much no. claiming them, but cl that's like courting them or whatever. Right. No, it wasn't something like that with them. Um, it's pretty normal when it comes to relationships. It's just that you're so limited as to what your choices are. It's like a witness. You're going to marry a witness. You're going to live with the witness. You're going to, it's, yeah, they're, it's a closed society pretty much, but they still go out into the world every now and then. And, Yep. When they go door to door, mm -hmm. I've had some that came years ago to an old house mm -hmm. of mine. We also and they're going to start that up again. We also got, I believe they're Mormons that come around too. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't listen to what they have to say because it doesn't interest me. And I'm not a religious person in general. So to me, it's like, I don't want you'd waste your time or waste my time because mm -hmm. it's not going to really go anywhere. Right. But I haven't seen, at least in this area, I haven't really seen anything or anyone out doing that lately. And I don't know if it's the whole COVID reasons or what, but I also live out in the country. So it's kind of hard yeah. to see what's going on. I do well, that I'm doesn't, that doesn't deter them, but what, what they actually stopped going door to door. Um, and it wasn't, co they stopped before COVID. And I think it may have been, it may have been violence that stopped them from going door to door. And then they started doing this, the, they went back to doing the standups in town, the, the little information brochure 
rack holder thingy that they had on the sidewalk. And there would be two or three people at that, at that stand talking to whoever wanted to come up and talk to them about it. And then they started, they went back to, well, they never, they never went back to it, but they also write letters. In fact, I just got one last weekend um, from a witness. And it was just one of those blatant things where they get a whole bunch of addresses and they write a letter and they send it to you and hope of hoping that you'll call or write or whatever. Um, but as for going out in, in, um, in service, as they call it, uh, that's supposed, I overheard a conversation in the grocery store the other day between a witness and I don't know who else it would have been if it was another witness or not but they're gonna start going door to door again. And the way to avoid having them coming to your door over and over again is to just look at them and say, put me on your do not call list. That's all you have to tell them. And they just put you in a file that says do not call and on their, <clears throat> on their, um, they've got they've got a town what they do is they take the town and they break it up into sections and they write down all the addresses in that section and when you go out in service you get a um a, a section card i can't remember what they're called but you take that card and you mark the houses off that you called on and if somebody says they don't want to be on the do not list or do not call list you put uh, DNC beside it, and then it goes into the do not call list. Uh, it doesn't do any good to sit there and yell at them. It doesn't do any good to try and embarrass them. They're not, it's not going to, they won't react. Um, sending your dogs after them, that might be, you no, know, but that's a little dangerous. I did have dogs come after me one time. And my first thought as I'm running away was, I only have to run faster than the girl I was with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, um, you were required to be in service and you were required to be in service <sighs> at some point during the, the month. Um, they would prefer if you were there every day, but they know that most people can't devote every single day to being out in service. The ones that were able to be out in service, those ones are called pioneers and they were always out in service. That was their job. Eight hours a day, calling on people, having Bible studies, everything. It, There were people that would go to Bethel and Bethel is where you got a more intense um, training directly at the uh, Watchtower Tract and Society headquarters in New York. And you would do jobs up there such as uh, boxing of the books that they were printing. You would help with printing of the books. You would, it, everything that needed to be done at the Watchtower Society would be done by these volunteers that went to Bethel. I went off track of your question, but. <laughs> no, that's fine. So like with this Bethel and everything, who actually, does anyone really know who is like the main leader of the church? Are they all just like their own separate entities that fall under the same 
Um, there is a head of the Watchtower and Bible and Tract Society, and he is believed to be chosen by God. Um, all of the all of the governing body is believed to have been chosen by God to lead the lead the congregations. And I, the way I feel about the witnesses is that they are just simply business-minded people who are running a corporation, um, who feel as though they are pious and, um, yeah, it, it bothers me because all of it's men. They're all men. Every single person in charge of anything having to do with witnesses are men. Yeah, and I like men. I really do. I like them a lot, but not that much. I don't need to have a man telling me what to do. It's definitely something, like you said before, that's set back 200 years from now. Mm-hmm. Like It's the old ways and mindsets has never been updated or changed but again i go back to the fact that it's just another means to control people in general yeah like men make the hierarchy women are objects of this break because Mm -hmm. personal possessions and their opinions don't matter because again if you question a man well, then you're questioning God because these men are chosen by God. So when you believe that, how are you supposed to actually say anything that goes on or anything about it? Because then you're told that you're questioning God. And that's how all these cults work because they have that one person that always says they're chosen by God. Well, how do we know they were chosen by God? Well, they told us they were. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I can do that too. Does that mean now I'm going to start my own religion and have all these followers because I said God chose me? Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how the whole cult mindset works with some people that could just go along with certain things like that because I look at it rationally just, and I don't, not, not say anything against you or anything like that. But right. it's just like exactly. the mindsets of being controlled by one person or an individual group is like, I don't fathom how that's possible. I, th- I think, well, I, I can understand how it's possible because there's people out there that don't question what they're told. They are told something, they believe it, they follow it, they put their whole heart and soul into it, and they never, ever, ever question what they're told. And cult people live for these guys. I mean, once you get somebody who's going to be following you without question, oh, you're in like Flynn. And I think that's one reason why I didn't fall into it as deep as I did other than to keep myself safe is because I question everything. I question everything when I'm out ghost hunting. I question everything when somebody's talking to me. I verify everything you've told me because I, I, I think it's, it, well, it's just the way I was raised. I was raised to question and to get more understanding and to get more, uh, more information and, and knowledge. But there are people out there that just, they will do whatever they're told. It's unreal. 
and you want to shake them and say, don't you have any logic in there? What, what, don't you have any self-preservation? What, what the heck's in you? And I'm, they, it's like looking at a shell of a human, really. And we're, we're set down on this earth to make it better and to, um, create more of a, to create a society and to keep that going and to help the planet and all that. And there's people that just, they don't question any of it. They just live their lives. They yes, wake that's... up every morning, do the same thing. They go to bed at night, they wake up, they do this. It's unbelievable. I guess that's my uh, problem is I question everything I see or hear or read or anything like I always try to remain skeptical on just about everything. So mm-hmm. I watch a lot of these paranormal shows and this and that. And like, I was like, well, this is probably what's really going on. Not that I don't believe, but I don't believe everything that I'm told. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't believe everything that I'm told. I don't believe everything that I'm, it, it's, it's one reason why I don't like hearing stories about a location before I go in. Because I don't, I don't want to hear the, everybody else's color of the location. I want to experience it for myself. And a lot of what people experience isn't what we isn't what you're going to experience when you go in. Um, and now we've kind of turned back around to the paranormal. But um, I don't. I. I question going in. I question everything when I'm going in. There's, um, and then I think I've probably lost that entire thought process. (laughs) You got me turned. I got, I got, uh, when we were talking there, I got a little, um, a little discombobulated because we turned away from the the cult. Um, Where do you want to go with this? I'm just fine with wherever it goes. Um, okay. I don't try and map anything out. I just let it happen freely. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, okay. So going back to the paranormal then, um, being raised somebody that constantly questions everything, I, I question myself every single time I'm in a location. It's like, did I really see that? It's um, my, uh, there was one situation where it was here in Tennessee. It was my first paranormal experience here in Tennessee and uh I had taken the dog out to I was living in an apartment and mailboxes out front that sort of thing and I'd taken the dog out to go to the bathroom to get the mail and my dog considers herself the greeter of the entire neighborhood so anybody she sees she wants to greet and say hello and I'm standing at the mailboxes and she gets that oh my gosh there's somebody to go see and she gets all excited and she's, I mean, she's standing up on her hind legs trying to see this person and get to this person. And I'm like, I'm looking over the mailbox and I'm like, what the heck are you looking at? There's nobody over there. And I look and I see against the car, what, look, you know how the predator looked in the movie where it's all pixelated and everything? Yes. That's what I saw against the car. And I blinked my eyes and it was still there and it started moving and she saw it. And I was questioning myself. I'm like, 
every single day after that whole experience, it was like, did I really see that? Yeah, I really saw that because the dog saw it too. That's interesting that you brought up the predator because Mm -hmm. I actually just interviewed someone else for an upcoming episode and he sees shadow people, but what he describes them as is basically like how the predator's cloaking. Like you, uh-huh. you, can, you can't really see them all the time, but then when you can see them, that's what you basically see is it looks like something's cloaked. Like you can get a little right. bit of an image if you see it, but otherwise you don't necessarily see it. So that's interesting that you've seen the same thing. I got a form and there's actually people who have seen it. It's a, uh, what do they call it? I can't remember what they called it, but um, if you, if you Google it, you'll find a YouTube video or yeah, it's a YouTube video on it. It's, it's a cryptid. And I, if it's an ale, it might be an ale. I don't know. I don't know what this was. It was human form and it was probably around, it never went above the, the roof of the car that it was against. So it had to have been however tall a roof is. I don't know about five feet or so I don't know um but it was it moved entirely in cloaking and it got up it was crouched when I first saw it and it got up and it realized that I that the dog had seen it and realized that I had seen it and it started it started moving off not really running but moving fairly fast and the dog went after it she she was like mom we got to go see what this is let's go let's go and she's pulling me along and i'm trying to watch this thing as it's moving and it just disappeared it didn't we came around it went by another car and around the back and she went over to go find it and we went around the back of the car and there's nothing there it just disappeared i don't know what that was i have never seen anything like that and I didn't feel fear. I didn't feel, I didn't really feel anything from the encounter. Um, I really would like to find out what that was because that was pretty weird. There's, um, oh, there's a show that also has one of those in there. Um, but it's, it, it's something, it's something else that's out there. You said it's about five foot, which is basically what he said too is about four and a half to five feet tall when he'd see these <laughs> things <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i was shocked when i i actually had posted the entire story in one of the groups that i'm in and you know every time i post a story it's like okay i'm gonna get just totally torn apart on this somebody's gonna razz me somebody's gonna go you're 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 telling all the story and all this kind of it's like no i really saw this and when i when i when i put a story out there i'm all concerned about that but just hearing that there were other people that saw this makes me feel better because i saw it and it's it was not something that i've ever seen before I've seen a show and it might be the same one you're talking about, but, and I'm trying to think it might've been like the missing four one one or something like that. Oh, that is it. That was the one. Yep. That was the one. 
it's the missing one where the guy goes after all the missing hunters yeah and that's an interesting story too mm-hmm. but he uh that episode that they talked about it like someone had seen something cloaked and mm-hmm. that was the first time i've really heard anything about it so i did do a little bit of looking into it which i'm not an avid researcher like i read stuff on my phone i'll go to like a forum or whatever a group or a page and i'll read some stuff but i don't devote every ounce of time looking into certain topics there's just so much stuff that interests me so it's like i oh i love doing it research is like one of my passions i've i have passions for certain things like but there's just so many topics to look into that mm-hmm. i can't just devote all my time to one topic mm-hmm. but i have looked into this and it is definitely something that has been going on not just recently i mean it's been going back for a while oh it's it goes back into native american history yeah and there it i and pardon me if i'm using the wrong phrase but i am 60 <laughs> Hell dogs learn new tricks slowly um but it is i i don't know if it's something of this earth i don't know if i i'm thinking that it's not of this earth because of the pixelation and the cloaking um and it's so entirely different from anything that we've ever encountered here on earth i'm thinking it is alien i know a lot of people have associated that with sasquatch which the size of it is it's, it's completely not Sasquatch. Di- no, it's completely different. No. But if you look into a lot of the Sasquatch reports and sightings and everything, they all say how they just vanish, you'll follow tracks, they disappear. Like they can't explain that either. And there's also been a lot of orbs. People see mm-hmm. orbs when they encounter a Sasquatch or they see like UFOs in the area. So no. There's a lot of people it's, that are associating all that with a Sasquatch sighting. And I think this thing is its own entity of whatever it actually is. I don't think it's necessarily a Sasquatch. It's, it's not a Sasquatch. And I can, I'm, I'm going to tell you that from personal experience with, with Sasquatches living in the Pacific Northwest. I've seen them. I've heard them. I've smelled them and it's not a Sasquatch. There's no smell. There's no, there, there's nothing. That's something else. It's and it's not as big as a Sasquatch or Sasquatch. Those things are flipping huge, and they're big enough that they can just take a a branch of about four inches in diameter and break it off a tree. They're powerful creatures. Seriously, I think, honest to God, I think that Sasquatches are probably gargantuan apes that have just managed to avoid detection in the wilds yeah i'm i think they are of the earth i'm not sure one way or the other i've never actually seen one so i can't verify one way or the other but it's like i believe there's something out there just because there's Mm -hmm. too many people that have seen and reported things to just all be crazy or seeking attention Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason all that gets pushed away, ignored, wrote off because it doesn't meet the status quo of what's apparently going on. And I think there's a lot more to that than it's not worth getting into because I kind of get into it on another episode yeah. with somebody else. 
and there's so. so many different there's so many different theories that i i was friends with somebody who um who believed that it's an interdimensional care or interdimensional being and i'm like okay and they think that through the inner dimensions they can travel from one space to the next and i i'm like i don't think so i think that this is an animal that that we just have not discovered yet why haven't you found bodies well why don't you find bodies of elephants they go off and die someplace where they're not going to be found um quite personally if i wanted to die in in the middle of nowhere i'd go where i wouldn't be found either um yeah i yeah i think that's what i saw was not it was not a sasquatch it was something else and it was it was pretty odd have you ever heard of like the dog man or anything like that phenomenon that goes on too Mm, no i haven't heard about that one the one that i think of when you say dog man is a shapeshifter but that's something else i know up in this What's area the dog man? here is that here it's in the midwest it's apparently okay. it's not just midwest but it's been everywhere but there's a lot of people it's basically the way i interpret it is more or less a werewolf but mm. it's supposed to be a humanoid type demonic creature is usually what it's associated with and mm-hmm. it has the head of a wolf or a dog mm-hmm. but there's a lot of native american lore with that as well and then there's a lot of incidences where people have reported seeing it i know the most famous one is called the beast of bray road which is up in wisconsin ah, yes i know that story yeah yeah who knows it might be an egyptian god on the loose i've actually looked i've looked a little bit into this because i'm pretty sure it's anubis (laughs) yeah he he had the head of a dog or a wolf or whatever but like the ancient egyptians had all these different type of hieroglyphs that were all animal Mm -hmm. human associated with and there are people that believe that what they're showing and believing were actually physical creatures that did exist at one point. So it's funny you say that because I've kind of looked into that a little bit. Well, I'm just looking at it this way. There's a lot of things we don't know about. And there's a lot of things in the universe that we haven't even begun to even conceive or understand yet and when it comes to people's and this is all over the map with this is when it comes to people's beliefs and things that have been seen and and talking about i too believe that the creatures of of egypt or the the beings of egypt were actual real things back then because who knows we don't have any record of it it might have been aliens that came down to help them who knows i always keep an open mind about this stuff but i question everything still i think that there is so much more in this world that we have yet to discover we haven't even searched the entire ocean yet we have no idea what's down there and we're out trying to take over mars 
Yeah. Come on, let's take care of our planet first. Let's figure this one out first. And then if you need to go out, then we can shoot off into space. The whole going to Mars and everything else to me, I'm honestly not 100% certain that's what we're even doing. I don't know if it's all yeah. just for show or what's going on because... Like you said, there's a whole lot more on Earth to discover that they're unsure about. But for some reason, we're all about trying to get to another planet that, for what purpose, I have no idea. You know, more power to them for trying. Go for it. If that's what your direction is, go for it. But I'm earthbound. I don't, I have no desire to go out in the stars. I have no desire to even go up into a flight that takes me into orbit. None. I would rather be here on earth. And I guess there's just some people that are quote unquote star children and they have to go back to the stars. I was assigned to earth. I'm here on the earth and I'm perfectly happy with it. But I, like I said, there's so much more out there that we have not even begun to even conceive or begin to understand and that's why I keep going I keep going in the paranormal and parapsychology is because there are things out there that we don't understand and I want to understand them or at least give myself enough information to where I'm comfortable with understanding what it is. I'm finally to the point where I can walk into a haunted location and not get all freaked out thinking that there's demons in there. Thank you, Jehovah's Witnesses. But um, I can finally do that where I can just walk in and have no feelings and be completely neutral and enjoy myself and actually research it and investigate. Um, but yeah, it's, we've, men have twisted our belief and men being other humans, not the gender, have twisted everybody's belief of what anything is in the earth, rather than allowing people to experience it for themselves and discuss it in an open forum, they, they've, they've colored it for everybody. They've said, oh, no, that's that's not Sasquatch. That's you were seeing things. That was just simply shadows in the in the forest. Oh, no, that's not a ghost. That was your imagination. We have to stop telling people what it is and start discussing what it could be. And I agree with that. Hopefully hopefully through discussions we can figure out what this is and we can come to a consensus of what it is and how to react and how to interact with it that's why why i also go ahead why do you think stuff like the paranormal cryptids if they know what these things are have experienced them why do you think they try and hide it from the general public like because aliens it takes and UFOs. Their power away. It takes their power away. Every it takes it takes the power of men away. It makes us not the supreme being, meaning the top of the food chain. It takes us it takes men out of the top of the food chain. And that's why they it that's you have to put my belief is that the reason why information is hidden from humanity and hidden from 
um, those who seek it out, is that it takes power away from those who want to control us. Information is power. And that's been a saying for a very, very long time. And that's true in the paranormal. Information is power. And if they tell us that, oh, no, that doesn't exist, then we're focused back onto this physical being, this physical earth. Whereas if we knew that there were other dimensions, other beings, other things that were more powerful than a human, we wouldn't give as much honor and consideration to those who want to quote unquote lead us. It's strange if that to makes me. Sense. <laughs> no, I, I understand. It's strange to me though that the media and if you read through history and everything else, typically not every nation gets along. All the governments have their own. Mm-hmm issues this and that but for some reason they can all agree to hide certain aspects of things like aliens the cryptids paranormal mm-hmm. like it's strange that they could go to war about every little thing but for some reason they've all agree to this that they hide everything and that's where my skepticism comes in is like i can't see them all being in agreement to hide things like that because they can't even get along for five minutes about something else supposedly. Right. So that's where it just baffles me is like, Oh, take Sasquatch. For instance, it's seen all over the world. Every continent has their own version of a Sasquatch with a different name, but for some reason, every single government never acknowledges it exists. Well, Here's where you can take that. The reason why is because religion powers men. And religion has told them those don't exist. Look at, the, look at all the missionaries that went all over the world with their beliefs and changed everybody else's way of life. The Native Americans believed all of this. The Native Americans that were here, the indigenous people that were here in the United States and in North America and probably all over the world, believed in the multi-universe. They believed in Sasquatch. They believed in ghosts. They believed in um, everything that we're researching now for the paranormal. But missionaries went in there and said oh no that's not true that's not true this is what you need to believe and all of that missionary work has permeated throughout the centuries everywhere that they touched they changed the beliefs of the people but deep down inside we as humans know there's something more and it's chasing that something more that some people like ourselves have taken up arms on it's like we are going to chase this down we are going to research this we want to know whereas if we had been if 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 the native americans the indigenous people had not been changed in their beliefs we would have been born of that and we would have also lived in that belief system and we would have been taught about it um, I mean, look at look at paganism. If if we had been 
if we had been born in paganism, we would have been taught about the earth. We would have been taught about things that the earth has to heal us. We would have been taught about um, spirits. We would have been taught about other creatures that have come to visit us. We would, have, we would have been taught about all these things that they've experienced throughout the centuries and passed the information down. But because of religion, and I don't, you know, Catholic faith being one of them, because they've been one of the biggest missionary system throughout the world, and one of the most drastic changes in the belief system from what earth-based people are it, it's for me it's sad that we have discounted all of these things because some religious leader in a pointy white hat says this isn't true when we know it isn't it is they have to go and steer the narrative into their favor. Right. So that they can have power. So that they can so that they can lead men, so that they can be the all powerful being. It it's I it, I find it disgusting. I I think that yes, there should be leaders, but I think leaders should be in a it should be a group of people that have been accepted by the rest of us. And where we're, I don't think there should be one person in power. I don't think there should be, none of us are better than the other. None of us. We all have different talents. We all have different systems that we follow that work for us. And when we start, it just goes back to where, you know, where we're talking about World War and, and all of that. It, this world could be a much better place if we all work together instead of trying to work apart. And I think that's really where evil exists. Evil exists in chaos. Evil exists in, um, in keeping everybody guessing as to what's happening. And maybe that's Satan. I don't know. I personally don't believe in Satan, but okay. Um, Maybe there is an evil energy. Maybe there is something that is going to keep us fighting with each other. I don't know. But I just know that life would be a lot easier on the earth if we all just work together. I think religion has been a big part of why we've never gotten along in general throughout I agree. history. I agree religion is decisive is uh, uh divisionary um oh you're a baptist oh you're a southern baptist I, that's i mean that's just how how minute the differences are it's like okay you both have the name baptist but one's a southern uh, i oh okay <laughs> um yeah, religion's been one of the biggest things that I've not, I, I don't like religion at all. And it's primarily because they just try to control men and push their own agendas. If we were all just allowed to live free I, and to worship as we wish. Um, it's like when I 
when I first started out after the witnesses, I was like, okay, now what do I do? And I've always held an earth-based belief system where I, I've always been in contact with, I've always been in touch with the earth and, and I've paid attention to the cycles of the earth and that sort of thing. And I've lost that thought. It went somewhere. I, I guarantee you. Um, you touched on it before. It's the paganism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The paganism, it, it, the one thing about paganism that drew me in the hardest was nobody can tell you what your path is. Your path is your path. And some of, some of us may walk together at a certain time and our paths don't cross any longer. But that is, and it's still going that way. I've got it. And then it went off again. And <laughs> Okay. So paganism and path and follow. Um, nobody can tell you what your path is. Ugh, I've completely lost it again. Oh, well, maybe I need more coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's still a little early. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, I think that should about wrap it up. I don't really have anything too more specific to talk about or ask. So, mm-hmm. okay. But I do appreciate you taking the time out and talking with yeah. me, discussing things. You're welcome. If you need any more, if you need any of your stories, I've got a whole lifetime of stories. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely uh, keep in touch that way. We can share more because I'm always going to need some future episodes. Oh yeah, here. I'm I'm more than happy to talk about things and to discuss things. I, it's being the type of person that I am. I love deep dark discussions, and I'm really trying to behave myself because I know this is going to be heard by other people. It gets a lot deeper when I'm not when I'm when I don't have that threat of other people hearing it. It's yeah. oh, I remember where I was going with the paganism. The way I was going with the paganism is the one thing that fascinated me and it related back to the other things we were talking about it. It fascinated me that once I made the decision to start a pagan path, how many people there are out there that had the same beliefs I did. It just shocked me. I thought, okay, I'm the weird one, right? No, there's other people that believe exactly the same way I do. And that is one thing that we didn't get when we were in the witnesses is that we were told that their way was right, their way was the only way, and that everybody else was full of crap. But I'm finding out that there's people that that believe the way I do, and we can form societies together. And that's, that's how, as humans, we are, we gravitate to those that believe the same way we do. And we're allowed to leave that belief system if we choose to. Cults, on the other hand, want you to keep everything that you know and understand within their boundaries. Leaving is not allowed. That's not a society. That's a cult. Societies work for the betterment of humanity. Cults work for the betterment of themselves. Ta-da! I did it. I finished the thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely agree. The 
with cults and everything, it definitely is all about the cult and controlling the people that are in their cult and not allowing anyone to have any opinion of the cult just because at this point you don't belong. You don't, you're not an individual anymore. You're theirs. You're a part of the cult. Right. And honestly, there are other religions that are similar in aspects. I won't go off rails and call them a cult, but I still think almost every religion has their own little bit of cultness to them to a certain to a certain extent obviously christianity religion i don't know of like i know there's certain ones out west that are i don't know if they're mormon or what but they have their own cultish vibes as well that they do up in utah and well the way my first my first clue that it may be a cult is when there's one person that everybody talks about and everybody wants to follow. That's my first clue. When you're putting one man above all others as the leader, that starts way, that starts putting up red flags for me, especially in a religion. Because that's not, that's not a faith that's based on a supreme being or whatever it is that you want to believe is out there that's putting faith in a human and i don't i don't trust humans so instantly red flags go up i've yeah. met people around here where they're really nice they're really sweet they go to church they're like oh you should come to our you should come to our church you'd be really great and i'm like i get this like oh, i get to belong to a, a group of people you know it's really nice to belong to a group of people and that's why a lot of people get into religion and get into congregations because it it gives them that family feel it gives them that i'm not alone feel it 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 satisfies some social matter that they have with themselves but when you start putting one person above at changing it That's not a group of people working towards the betterment of humanity. That's a cult. And I, and I agree with you, every single religion has some portion that's cult-like. And I've always said religion is man's, religion is for the sheep. It's for those that want to blindly follow a quote unquote shepherd but that shepherd might be leading you over a cliff. I'm, I won't necessarily say friends, but acquaintances of someone who is now a pastor, mm-hmm. but, and I haven't looked too deeply into whatever it is they're preaching, but I remember him before he supposedly found God and he's one of the biggest hypocrites I've ever seen because he has criticized people for getting divorced yet. He has been divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, Talks about people defiling their bodies yet. He has tattoos, which I have tattoos as well, but Mm -hmm. how are you going to make statements like this? And he's all against abortions, which I'm not really, on either fence on that one to me it's 
It's not my choice. It's, it's uh, not your choice. It's yeah. personal choice. Yeah. yeah so I, I stay out of that one. But mm-hmm. and then they're anti gay and lesbian because they think they're all abominations. This and like, and he's openly about all this stuff, but knowing the person that he is, he was always a very I want the attention, I want the attention type mm-hmm. of a person. Look at me, I gotta be the center of attention. And now he got what he wanted because now he's the leader of this church and he's got all these people following him. And then his word is, I was like, he's literally making a freaking cult. Well, have you looked at how much money they make doing that? Quite a bit. I've done loans for people that have done that are in religion. Cause I work my, my secular job is a mortgage loan processor, mortgage loan underwriter. I've been doing it since 1986 with a brief pause in there to manage homeowners associations but in doing these different loans i've encountered many different people and i hate doing loans well i don't hate i dislike doing loans for religious people because it disgusts me as to how much money they're making off of other people other people who have no clue oh let's give him money we're gonna give it i mean there's the the guy down here and i don't know where he's at with the big huge church and the big huge house and it's like they all make so much money and that's why people go into it because they want to make the money they want to make the money without having to have a job just give me money Money goes back to having the power. Whoever has the money has the power and whoever has the power has got mm-hmm. the control. So exactly. Exactly. But, but. And when you get into the gay and lesbian thing, I got a side note on that. Native American people believe that there are people that are born with both spirits in their body, a female spirit and a male spirit, or you're born with the wrong, or you're born with the opposite spirit. It has nothing to do with the body. It has everything to do with the spirit. I thought that was really interesting when I read that. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not one person to judge anyone. Whatever someone does, that's their own prerogative. It doesn't impact my life at all. So yeah, go have fun. See you later. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought you it was know where I'm at. That uh, just knowing the type of person that this was or he is and everything else. And then looking at him now, it's just like, how can you be so judgmental yet? You're supposed to be in a religion to where you're claiming that the only real judge is your God. Yet Mm -hmm. you're telling your people to hate these other people because of their choices and preferences and everything else and the things that they do and how they're terrible people. But your whole religion is supposed to spread the love of Jesus and God and everything else, but yet you're spreading hatred. Well, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the ones without sin need to be the ones throwing the rocks. Um, I got sin. I ain't throwing a rock. And I, I mean, sitting in those meetings with the elders, I'm looking at all. I'm going, you did this. You did that. You did that who's without sin here who gets to throw the rocks and 
I, yeah, hypocrisy is one of the things that will set me off the fastest. And it's the same, the same is true in the Jehovah's Witnesses, in the witnesses. They, there's so much hypocrisy. It's like, okay, you have tattoos. Oh, but I, that was when I was a worldly person. They all have excuses for it. Yeah, but you still made the, you still made the decision to do that and you're still human. I made the decision to do it and here I am getting tormented over it. Yeah, that's hypocrisy is everywhere. I see it, Mm -hmm. religion, politics, just typical conversations, work. (laughs) It doesn't matter where I'm at. Everyone to me is a hypocrite 90% of the time. Yeah. Yep. And we all, we, it's just, you take the word hypocrisy and you can just interchange it with liar. That's, that's the, yeah. 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 It's aggravating. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, again, I would like to thank you again for spending the time with me and discussing things. My it's, pleasure. It's, uh, I feel it's good sometimes just to talk about certain things, especially stuff that a lot of people have held in for a long time on certain aspects. So, yeah, I've, I just started talking about all this and it's really hard for me, like I said, to talk about all this, all the things that I've, I've pent up over the the years that I've been alive. Um, Because one, my parents are still alive and I, I am concerned about, things getting back to them but at this point in my life I'm like I need to talk about this or I'm just going to continue to live in fear and not not get into a healthy position of of a healthy mindset and it, it really messed you up it really messes you up when people don't let you live the life you were meant to live and quite frankly, I believe that that's, that's a, a big reason why people get depressed is they're not, they're not living the life that they're meant to live. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm really concerned about talking all this because it's, it's still there are people out there that are not going to accept what I have to say, but it's my experience and I don't care. I don't care what they have to say because that was my experience. At the end of the day, you're the one that experienced it. No one else can tell you how you should have felt. Right. Yeah. And how it affected me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank it you. It didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. Again, my pleasure. Keep the door open. I have more stories if you ever want to talk or if you want to just have an open discussion to fill some of your content. I'm fine with that. I love having talk. I love talking about stuff. I'll definitely be in touch because I've got some other things I'm working on too. So, okay. but uh, again, thanks. And you're welcome. I'll be in touch. Thank you. Enjoy the little ones today. I'll try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And that's our show, everyone. Again, let's thank Kelly for coming out and spending some time with us and having some great discussions. I wasn't expecting the whole cult vibe story, but I'm glad that she was able to share that with us. 
And again, if you've got a story to share, please send me an email at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Follow us there. Send me a message on there if you need to. But that about does it. So good night, everyone.